Welcome to Eastern Carolina Farming. Hello, farmers and friends. I'm Dan Miller. This is our New Year's edition of the program. If you're anything like me, you can't keep straight what day of the week it is. Since two Fridays ago, I've been out of sync. It's a good thing I have a phone to ask what day of the week it is. You know, as we jump into 2023, I think I'm asking my phone to remind me of so many things. It's relieved the nagging obligation that my wife once had. Siri does it all. Yes, I'm an Apple person. Don't hate me. But because this is a fair and balanced program, Jeff Turner is an Android guy. We'll hear from the COO of Murphy Family Ventures, my co-host, in just a moment, as we sat down with North Carolina Farm Bureau President Sean Harding. Our program is sponsored by Ag Carolina Farm Credit, First Choice Insurance Partners, and the North Carolina Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services. Got to be NC. We'll be back in a quick moment. This is Eastern Carolina Farming on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Sponsored in part by the North Carolina Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services. Got to be NC. North Carolina's official business development and marketing program for agriculture. More than agriculture, it's got to be NC. I'm Dan Miller along with my co-host Jeff Turner, joined by Sean Harding, who's the president of the North Carolina Farm Bureau. And a good place to start, I think, Sean, is to, well, give us kind of how you got to where you are. I started out, you know, born and raised in Beaufort County, a little small town, Chocowinity, right close to Greenville, and left, went to NC State, got my ag degree, came back and started farming in the late 80s, and... Um, Early on, I uh, got involved in uh, something we call Young Farmers and Ranchers with our North Carolina Farm Bureau, and just loved the organization. Um, that gave me an opportunity to get on a, a county board, Farm Bureau board, Beaufort County, and, and eventually become president. And then after a few years, I, I ran for our state board, served on that for 15 years. And uh, after 30 years of farming, all kinds of farming, I... Uh, we had a, a president who was ready to retire, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to run for that. I want to I want to do that. I knew I'd have to move to Raleigh to do that job, but I had some boys coming along, my boys, that I, I thought they'd give them an opportunity to run the farm. So that's sort of my farm beer history. Were you second-generation farm boy? That question always comes up, Dan, and I remember my great-grandfather on the farm, so at least three or four generations but, you know, in eastern North Carolina, just about everybody's great-grandfather farmed. And so I, I've never done the, the background to see how many generations we've been on that farm. But uh, my dad went off to work for a little while and then came back to the farm. And, and that's really where I remember starting out, you know. Always Beaufort County? Yep, Beaufort County. Uh, we started out, you know, like everyone else in eastern North Carolina, we were tobacco farmers, grain. In the late 90s, we were able to transition out of tobacco and we started growing strawberries. So uh, Southside Strawberry Farm is, is our farm, and, and now we grow all kinds of fruits and vegetables there. And, of course, have a market on the farm for people to come to the farm. So late 90s, early 2000s, tobacco buyout came in. Oh, and who, yep. who was instrumental in actually getting you into the, uh, the strawberry <laughs> farm thing? I have to give credit where credit is due, Dan, my wife. So uh, in 99, she said uh, all our kids had you know, kind of started school. She said, I want to do something of mine. I want to do something on my own, and, and I want to grow strawberries. I knew nothing about the crop. I was a tobacco farmer. And I said, sure, go do that. You know, that'll be a little small sideline. Well, it took off. That was about the time the whole Cypress Landing in Chocowinity came. So we had 800 homes, and these were folks from the northeast that really had a culture of going to the farm and, 
and picking. And so they would come out to pick strawberries and say, what else do you have? And I saw an opportunity. I said, what else do you want? You know, and so we just took off from there. 2004, as you mentioned, the tobacco buyout. I think we can stop growing tobacco and, and do this for a full-time living. So, And you didn't know you actually weren't getting in the strawberry business. You were getting in the agritourism business. Exactly. And that's what it became. You invite customers onto your farm. And uh, as I left Chocowinda this morning, my son had uh, two school buses. He said uh, all of Bath was at our, our farm this morning. So he was doing a, an agritourism trip this morning. Uh, we do pumpkins and, and those kind of things this time of year. So I think it really prepared me for what I'm doing for Farm Bureau right now uh, because I was talking to the public constantly about agriculture. You know, they'd come out, they'd, they'd buy their produce, but then they want to talk to the farmer. How do you grow this or, or where does this come from? Those conversations really helped me with what I do now. Were you the high school boy that was uh, popular at school, or were you the were you the wallflower off on the uh, uh, next to the grandstand during the high school dances? That is a tough question. <laughs> Somewhere in the middle, maybe. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't think of myself as a wallflower. I, you know, in small school, everybody played football, baseball, basketball, and and uh, my wife was my high school sweetheart, cheerleader deal, and I guess we were popular, if you want to say it that way. She's she's really been an inspiration to. Uh, to me all my life, but then especially with the farm. She's very, very involved in the in the operation. Wow, the football player, the cheerleader, and working on 35 years of marriage next year. That's right. <laughs> Obviously, there's a whole other program in there. <laughs> you got a next generation taking over? Yeah, yeah. We got, uh, we got, we have three grown children now, three grandchildren, and the two boys, the two younger uh, children. My daughter's a teacher, um, but they're back on the farm now. I think they're liking it, you know, and and I've always told them you don't have to farm, but here's an opportunity. I'm going to go do this other thing, and uh, and so it's working out pretty good. Was their road to farming the same as yours? I mean, did they uh, did they, they head right into farming or? Uh... I didn't mention this, but my road was a little bit uh, different. My senior year at NC State, last year there, my father passed away, and so uh, melanoma cancer, and and so it was sort of like. Okay, let's go. You know, most people don't. Most young people don't get to farm that early. I was twenty six or twenty five, whatever. Thankfully for them, they've had a little bit easier way to sort of transition into this than I had. You know, that's life, and and it gives you opportunities. I think it probably gave me an opportunity to grow up faster and and to be a leader quicker. Jeff and I are going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more with Sean Harding, president of the North Carolina Farm Bureau on Eastern Carolina Farming. This is Talk 96.3 and 103.7 in a post-New Year's edition of Eastern Carolina Farming. I'm Dan Miller along with Jeff Turner, joined by Sean Harding, the president of Farm Bureau in North Carolina. Sean, I did have a chance to take a look at the Farm Bureau legislative initiatives as we go into 2023. I should say, as we are now in 2023. And for the most part, I kind of got steady as she goes. Yeah, I I think it is. Crop insurance is that backbone of the Farm Bill that we need to keep and uh, and keep that for that protection, that safety net, so to speak, for farmers as we go forward. You know, it'll be a challenge. We've, We've spent a lot of money the last two or three years in the government and, and we're worried that there'll be this movement to try to go away from protecting farms. But food security is national security, and we see that all over this world. And we're blessed here in this country to have a food system uh, that we really don't think about food shortages like maybe Europe or other places are thinking about. So 
it's it's money well spent. At Farm Bureau, we're nonpartisan. We we always like to say we're uh, we're A's for for agriculture. It doesn't matter if you're a D or a R. So what we always try to do is uh, explain to legislators, mostly who are one or two generations removed from the farm, explain to them what we do, why it's important, and to build relationships with those folks. So we'll have a whole new crop, uh, so to speak, and we'll be doing the same thing, building relationships and explaining the farmer issues to them. First off, I have to say this. You you folks just haven't been listening, and I know you're nonpartisan. I respect that. But <laughs> all this inflation talk, uh, our president said earlier, you're going through hell, I got it, but you're going to be all right. <laughs> Jeff, I, I appreciate that. I've been so busy on the road, I did not hear that we were going to be okay, but I appreciate well, you letting me know that. <laughs> well, I, 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 be rest assured that it has to be true if Joe Biden said it. So. <laughs> Well, uh, and, I, I and tell you I, what I, I know. I tell you what, Jeff, you know this, and I know this. Farmers will be okay because they're good, hardworking, resilient people. But it's tough right now. It's tough when you're planting a crop or, or trying to plan on borrowing money that's, uh, you know, twice the cost that it was. So we we need to tell the truth. You know, it, it, there's no doubt farmers, if you're not an optimist, you will never be a farmer. I've said that at least a million times at this point. If you, if you can't have an optimistic attitude, there's no way you'd ever make it in the farm business. We, we hear about our farm brethren in the Midwest, out West, drought issues. Uh, the Midwest now has yes. got issues with transportation. We are kind of in a little heaven haven here. That is to say, you know, our row crops, a lot of it can go right in the mouths of, of what we raise in this state. Uh, so your perspective is different than some of your uh, Farm Bureau brethren. Absolutely. And we, you know, we take our board out, out West to show them the issues out there with drought. And so I, I do think we need to uh, uh, be appreciative of North Carolina. You know, we we got a lot of great things. We got a lot of people, but we got a lot of water, and water is is key. Uh, and and so and as you mentioned, this livestock industry in North Carolina uh, can can just eat up all our crops that that we can grow, which is great. Uh, I'm concerned about the drought out west, and and I know uh, my fellow presidents out there are really concerned. What do you hear from farmers when you travel the state? There are optimistic farmers, but they're cautiously optimistic because of, of, the, of the cost of everything. That's just It's just a hard pill to swallow when you get those bills, and it's double what it was. That's the thing that's on their mind the most. I mentioned earlier we've got the, the issues of urban encroachment as, it continue, as our state continues to grow, and that's always in the background, I think, with farmers because you know we're, we're building houses everywhere. If we have one issue at Farm Bureau that we we sort of call it our down that hill, so to speak, is our present use value tax system that we have in North Carolina that helps keep farmers on the farm. If we had to pay taxes on our land for what it was worth, we couldn't stay there. Farmers couldn't stay there. So, you know, we're blessed to have right now a very strong money supply in our in our state. And so we're not looking for that, that they're going to come looking after us for taxes. But that's a that's a real important issue for us, present use value. Do you think we're going to get any relief on some of the uh, EPA opinions on herbicides and insecticides going forward, or is it just going to get tougher? We've been trying to do as much as we can. We write a lot of letters. We sign on to a lot of letters, and we send them up. The short answer is, Dan, I, I'm not sure that we're going to really – get any relief on that 
obviously the EPA secretary is a North Carolinian, and, and we have a good relationship with Secretary Regan. There's a disconnect sometimes at EPA, whether it's a dicamba, they'll say, well, dicamba. I told him, I said, it's not just one product. Farmers don't care what product. We just need tools. If you don't like this product, help us get another product. That's been one of the problems is there's not been a lot of development of these uh, crop protection tools that we need. So, you know, we'll we'll continue to beat that drum. Part of what takes place, I think, with a lot of the pesticide issues is you get into a situation, and, and Farm Bureau has been extremely good at trying to be involved in these sorts of things when they come up, but you, you get sued, EPA gets sued by one group or another about the use of yep. whatever pesticide it might be. What we wind up doing is rather than going to court, we wind up settling somehow. We get all, we try to get everybody around the table and come up with some sort of a settlement. I don't think we come out on the right end sick of that sometimes. We probably ought to say, no, let's go to court and let a judge and a jury decide this one because without XYZ pesticide, we're not going to be able to grow crops to feed a hungry world. And I think we're playing with fire. I don't know what your opinion is, Sean. Well, you're, you've hit the nail on the head, Jeff. And it's not just with uh, pesticide issues. It's, it's court cases. It, it, it seems to be the way of the world now. We're just all going to sue. And, and it, you know, the pesticide issue, again, I, you know what? I think the, the root of that issue is that real disconnect that I talked about earlier, that so many people are so so far away from the farm. They don't understand. They hear the word pesticide. They think that's all bad. And they just don't understand how much production it takes to fill all these grocery stores that are on every corner shelves every day. And and that's just here in this state, but then all across our nation. And then, as you mentioned, to help feed this world. So we need these tools to be as efficient as we are. We have been blessed to do that I, I just think there's that tremendous disconnect between what these tools are they're used safely you know farmers <laughs> we just talked about the cost of all these things why would you put any more than you need they're going to do all the practices they can to use as little as possible and to do it as safely as possible you know i think it's just a disconnect uh, sometimes with the with the general consumer we'll take a break and jeff and i'll be right back with more with sean harding the president of north carolina farm bureau on eastern carolina farming this is eastern carolina farming on talk 96.3 and 1037 i'm dan miller along with jeff turner we're joined by sean harding president of the north carolina farm bureau we're coming around to almost three years of your presidency at Farm Bureau. And you know, when you started, I'm sure like everybody else uh, new at the helm, want to go out and meet people and want to go out and press the flesh. How did that work out for you? Uh, not too good starting in March of 2020. <laughs> so, you know, got elected December. We always have our elections in December in 2019. And uh, I was actually thinking about it recently. I made uh, a trip up to the mountains to do that sort of be with the people and especially out west you know because i didn't know as many of those folks um but then as you know the pandemic hit and it just changed life for all of us for a little while and so we persevered as an organization we uh, <laughs> we like to say we're in the meeting business and the people business and that was a tough business to be in during during 2020 but you know we we all figured out zoom and farmers figured out zoom and 
and we just met the best way we could and, and built those relationships. I'm back on the road this year, meeting a lot of people, so it's it's been great. As I've sit there and listened, obviously you have embraced the thing that we've talked about on the show quite a bit, and that is diversity. And you've embraced that, obviously, in Beaufort County on your farm with your family. How do you see that across across North Carolina? Do, do you see more and more transition to people doing something different on the farm today than they did 5, 10, 15 years ago? Oh, I really do, Jeff. Um, and I think my story uh, is really playing out across this state. You know, no secret of the growth that we have in North Carolina, 10.5 million people, and especially as I've moved to Raleigh and you see it even more up in that area. But it's it's everywhere. Everywhere I go in the state, uh, northeast, uh, people are moving down from Norfolk. You go down to Wilmington, growing like crazy. So a lot of a lot of farmers, you know, get upset with that. A lot of folks get upset with that, all these folks moving in. But what I try to talk about is, is my story. You know, I took that opportunity when we had... 800 homes come in our county to say, here's a captive market. Here's a market. Here's people who want something. What can I provide? So I try to talk about that around, and I see it. We saw it uh, during the pandemic with local beef. People started processing their own beef and selling that. And, and you see it all across the state in different ways. So I think there's, it's not for everyone, okay? I, I, I quickly want to say that not every farmer uh, can do that. But if you can have a public presence, I think there's a real opportunity for, for transitioning farms into something a little bit different. We talked about the pandemic your first year as Farm Bureau president. The pandemic has taught us a lot of hard life lessons, but I think we've gained some wisdom out of it. As you look back at it, what, what, do, you, what do you see in the taillights? We had farmers learn how to connect to Zoom, how to do technology that they really had never done before. It's always a challenge when you've got a state as large as North Carolina to connect people on the coast, people in the, in the mountains. You know, I had farmers who were joining Zooms in their tractors. I think that's the biggest positive I've seen, that we've realized that, hey, we can communicate, we can connect, uh, and not have to drive four hours to a, to a one-hour meeting or whatever in Raleigh. Some of the folks, I'm sure, reconnected with farmers like yours through the box program. Do you do any of the... Uh... Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, really, uh, an operation like uh, my family had, agritourism operation, those things just exploded. Because people wanted to get out of house. They wanted to get some fresh air. They wanted to be outside. We do the CSA box program. People wanted to have food delivered to their house. You know, we're seeing that sort of calm down some now, um, but uh, I think it's it was still a positive. I'm going to toot Sean and Farm Bureau's horn a moment. has been extremely integral in challenging some of, or standing in defense, I should say, of a lot of the lawsuits and what have you that's been brought against the laws in our state that give farmers protection, as well as issues with regard to permitting and that sort of thing. And my hat's off to to the North Carolina Farm Bureau. They've done a remarkable job in participating in that, and, and it's, it's most appreciated by all of agriculture. And I mean, what, what's the tip of the spear going forward with, with regard to the upcoming issues in the next leg, legislative session? I get asked that a lot, and I tell, I've been telling people probably for six months now or maybe nine months, there's only one issue for agriculture. I mean, I'm, let, me, let me say it this way. There's only one short-term issue for agriculture right now, and this is the inflation we're dealing with and, and the cost of everything that we're having to, to put in the ground and try to get some money back out of the ground. So, 
you know, it's a challenge, the diesel price, and then is there going to be a shortage, cost of fertilizer, are you going to be able to get it? See, just, you know, you go right on down the list. So most people don't understand agriculture. They don't understand that in most cases you're borrowing money, which the cost of that just went way up, to buy products in the spring and then go six months before you're going to see any of that money come back. And that's, you know, most people don't operate that way. They get a paycheck every two weeks. So, you know, inflation certainly is affecting all of us, but uh, it, it's really affecting our farmers. And I'm just concerned we dodged the big hurricane this year. But, you know, if we get another uh, natural storm on top of an economic storm, I, I'm concerned about that. So that's sort of a short-term issue, but that's what we'll be, that's what we'll be sharing with legislators when we start this upcoming session. Sean, a pleasure. Sean Harding is the president of the North Carolina Farm Bureau. He was our guest on this special New Year's version of Eastern Carolina Farming. Thanks to Jeff Turner, my co-host, for another fabulous year, now two years of the program. And that's this week's Eastern Carolina Farming. If you miss a show, play the podcast on demand at ecfarming.com. There you'll also find a link to our sponsors, Ag Carolina Farm Credit, First Choice Insurance Partners, and the North Carolina Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services. Got to be NC. Eastern Carolina Farming is a production of Interbanks Media. Support the show. Tell your supplier to call Hank Hinton at 252-355-1037. For Jeff Turner and myself, Dan Miller, welcome to 2023.